With stunning visuals and shorter load times, Microsoft's new Xbox Series X is making video games brighter and faster than ever before. And the company's Xbox Series S is offering a budget-friendly alternative. But for the next generation of gamers, it's about much more than what comes inside the box. Xbox Game Pass, which grants players full access to a vast library of games through a subscription, takes the gaming world in a bold new direction, one that seems more like Netflix than anything the industry currently has to offer. For players thirsty for new experiences, this is poised to be the ultimate game changer. In the hotly debated video game console wars, Xbox is surging ahead, creating a more inclusive and immersive future for gamers everywhere. Welcome to the Abstract Podcast from Inverse. I'm Tanya Bustos, your host. Our first story offers an in-depth look at the newly released Xbox Series X. Creating the most powerful home gaming console ever made, Microsoft looks beyond the hardware itself and incorporates streaming, building a future where games are as accessible as they are entertaining. Our second story looks at the Xbox Series S. It's the cheaper alternative to the Series X and the rest of 2020's top-of-the-line consoles. Taking a page from the Apple Playbook and the iPhone SE, Microsoft hopes the Series S can appeal to casual gamers with a budget, but who still want a nimble, satisfying gaming experience. This is The Abstract, a look at the latest scientific discoveries and technology innovations from the reporters at Inverse. In each episode, we explore a single theme through two different stories. Up now, seven years in the making, why the Xbox Series X will make a believer out of you. This machine represents the blood, sweat, and tears of so many people. To be able to sit down and play at 120 frames, it's going to be <laughs> insane. When we started designing this, we had no idea what 2020 was going to be like. Uh, and so my hope as this goes out into the world and gets in gamers' hands is that they have fun and that uh, it brings a little bit of light into uh, 2020. They can connect with their friends uh, through gaming and just, you know, have a great time playing next-gen games. That was Chris, just Chris. He is principal designer of the Xbox. In the official Xbox Series X unboxing from Microsoft, developers and designers gave us hope for the future, or at least for a high-end gaming console future, with the most powerful gaming console ever made. With the Xbox Series X, Microsoft offers an 8-core custom Zen 2 processor running at 3.8 gigahertz and a GPU that generates 12 teraflops of processing power, on par with some high-end gaming PCs and outpacing the horsepower of Sony's PlayStation 5. It even has a new official synthy startup sound. While a remarkable level of visual detail and lightning-fast speeds may help take the sting away from its $500 price tag, the appeal of the Series X goes beyond the hardware itself. Aiming to increase access to games in the months and years ahead, Microsoft is using consumer-friendly practices like Game Pass to offer a boatload of new games to discover from day one, continuing to adapt to the gaming landscape while carving out new paths of its own to the future of gaming. Inverse's associate entertainment editor, Jen Glennon, has been breaking the new console in, and she joins us right now with her review. Hey, Jen. Hey, Tanya, how you doing? Good, so $500 later, is this a satisfying upgrade? Is this the next generation console? As for your first impression, was this what you've been waiting 
seven years for? Well, it's a tricky question. And, you know, an exasperating answer is it depends. Having had the the base model PlayStation 4 and Xbox One that came out seven years ago, it's a substantial upgrade. Now, about three years ago, they both companies put out like HD models, pro models of their existing hardware. So people who have those already will find it a little bit more incremental of a step up. But I did find that the Series X was very, very impressive visually. Like I, I have a like a 55 inch TV and spending about two weeks playing the Series X made me feel like I need a much, much larger television. Yeah, one of the most common reviews to come in is how spectacular the visuals are and how that substantially enhances the overall experience. But as for, you know, the feel of the console, for some that's equally, if not more important to the experience, how does that play out in terms of ease of use, loading times, etc.? Does it work like gamers expect things to work? Yeah, I, to me, I found it almost like startlingly fast. I'm because I, you know, play games for work. I'm kind of used to having a load screen whenever I start up, uh, you know, the console or during certain points while playing a game. And there's really none of that. Uh, You push the button and two, three seconds later, it's on, it's ready to go. Whereas some of the older hardware would take a minute or longer to load each game uh, with occasional, you know, like 15, 20 second gaps when you're moving between areas. This is just one, two seconds, or it's even unnoticeable, the load time. So that in itself is huge. While this isn't unusual for a console launch, right now there is a current lack of exclusive games. How does that impact your overall impression? Does it? Yes, I I would say that for most consumers out there, you're probably fine avoiding the holiday rush to get these things or, you know, even worse, like trying to buy them second, you know, from a a secondary retailer on on eBay or something. Um, There just aren't enough games out for either the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox One to merit dumping several hundred dollars, uh, you know, if if money is a concern. Um, Most of these games you can play on Xbox One, their previous console, or PlayStation 4. That said, what Xbox has over PlayStation is is something called Game Pass. It's a monthly subscription, which, you know, no one really wants another one of those. But basically, it's a Netflix of games. And they've got more than 100 different titles on there. And so that makes Xbox, I think, day one a little bit more appealing. Makes sense. So here we have a glimpse of the future of gaming. It's fast. It looks great. But... It's always going to be about the actual experience, you know, playing the actual games. With Microsoft frequently saying that it wants to increase access to games in the months and years ahead, how do you see that playing out and how this console will be part of it all? I think Xbox is coming into this round of like the console war as very much the underdog. Um, The Nintendo Switch and particularly the PS4 have far outsold the Xbox One. So Microsoft needs to make themselves more attractive to the consumer. And I think with something like Game Pass, which basically gives you, you know, a hundred some games uh, for the yearly cost of, of buying three standalone games, that's a pretty compelling thing. Also, all your old controllers and game discs will still work with your new hardware, which isn't the case for uh, the Nintendo or the Sony consoles. So there's a, a lot less kind of upfront cost there. 
So I have to ask, now that you've had some time to break the new console in, is going back to something like the Xbox One X even possible at this point? Maybe that can serve as some kind of ultimate test here. Yeah, I uh, I was playing another game. I haven't gone back to the One X yet, but I was playing a game on, on PS4 to review, and I, it, it was like a substantial downgrade, I've got to say. I got pretty spoiled uh, with the, particularly the speed. I mean... The visuals vary from game to game, and there are plenty of games out there that aren't $100 million blockbusters that have very simple graphical styles that are still tons of fun to play. But it's it's really just the, the ease of use, the ease of navigation, and uh, the quickness of the Series X that really stands out. Very good. You can head to Inverse.com to read Jen's full review. We have full coverage of the Xbox Series X, Series S, and everything else that's going on in the gaming world. Head there for more. Thanks so much, Jen. Thanks, Tony. Helping to redefine the next generation console, the Xbox Series S takes a page from the Apple Playbook. A budget-friendly alternative to this year's top-of-the-line consoles, it's the iPhone SE to the iPhone 12 Pro Max. But can it see as much success as the budget model smartphone? designing two consoles in parallel from the very beginning, we can deliver the same core gaming experience while also making it as easy as possible for developers to scale their games across both consoles with minimal effort. This means that Xbox Series S delivers the same incredible next generation experience and features as Series X, just at a reduced rendering resolution. That was Xbox Director of Program Management, Jason Ronald speaking about Microsoft's smallest, most affordable, all-digital next-generation console, the Xbox Series S. A next-gen Xbox for the price of the Nintendo Switch, the Series S is evidence of how accessible high-quality gaming has become. With Microsoft offering an Xbox All Access 24-month bundle with the Series S, you essentially get the latest first-party Xbox content for a subscription fee of $24.99 a month making Game Pass all but a requirement to get the most out of the new console. But according to Xbox's Jason Ronald, it's about more than that. He spoke to Inverse and put it this way. One of the things that we see with Game Pass is people are trying and playing more games. You know, maybe you've heard about a franchise uh, that you've never had a chance to play, or, you know, a lot of people have limited funds to devote to entertainment. Well, with something like Game Pass, we eliminate that barrier. And that's what we're really focused on is how do we reduce those barriers so that more people can find and play the games that they love. Microsoft has been vocal about wanting to make gaming more accessible across a multitude of platforms, and the Series S could be that philosophy come to life. Inverse's Danny Paez has more on this, and he joins us with his official review. Hey, Danny. Hey, Tanya. Thanks so much for having me. Sure. So I like how you put this. In your review, you said Microsoft has taken a page out of Apple's playbook and created the Xbox S. Can you explain a bit more about what you mean by that and why it's such a big part of Microsoft's overall strategy? Yeah, totally. So this generation of new Xboxes, the X and the S, basically are appealing to two very different types of gamers. The S is um, geared towards a more budget-minded gamer that maybe does not have a 4K TV yet and does not have $500 to splash out on the X. You know, there will be some downgrades to specs and whatnot, but it's a extremely 
affordable way to sort of get into next-gen gaming and is still a valid option, uh, especially if you have the base Xbox One or PS4. It's still a huge improvement in terms of you know graphics quality. Uh, you still get the SSD, which means snap your load times. It's a great sort of like entry level into the next gen of gaming, albeit not as future proof as the Series X. Yeah, you bring up a good point. You know, for all the differences between the two, the lack of 4K is probably the most striking. With 4K becoming more of the standard, there's some thinking that the Series S could become outdated soon. So I wanted to get your overall take on the visuals. But what do you think about that as well? You know, if you if you currently have a 4K TV, it's definitely not worth. You might as well just get the X type so you don't have to update later on. But also another glaring issue, I'd say, honestly, with the S is the, the storage. Uh, since there is no disk drive and it only has a 512 gigabyte SSD, but only 364 gigs of that are usable. So, you know, as games like Call of Duty are already pushing updates that are, you know, over 100 gigs, it can kind of get uh, cramped and, you know, you'll like run into the same issue with current gen where you have to keep rotating out games. You got to delete a few to add new ones. And the X sort of like offputs that by giving you a terabyte, which is much more space to use. So for the user experience, how it feels, is it living up to what it's supposed to be? And by that, I mean an upgrade. You were kind of getting into where it was lacking. But overall, how would you rate the gameplay experience? Yeah, if you're currently using the base model Xbox One or base model PS4, this will be eons above that. And that's simply because the SSD just cut down load times by like such a huge margin. Like, for example, like sports games that are typically, you know, a lot of loading because they have to load all the, you know, team assets, player like scans, things that would take minutes on my PS4 are taking, you know, seconds on this uh, on the Series S. So there's definitely an improvement on that in that department, no matter how you slice it. But again, if you really want to get into like when people think of next gen gaming, they're thinking 4K, 60 FPS. Not really getting that here, but you're definitely getting much snappier um, load times and uh, all that. So there's definitely marginal improvements, at least. So with the Series S, Microsoft is offering an Xbox All Access 24-month bundle. Can you talk about the importance of that move? Because I think it speaks to the broader importance of accessibility, which seems to be a big part of what we can expect big picture. Microsoft is definitely going all in on this sort of Netflix servicey model of like how they want people to play their games. They're not all too worried about pushing specific hardware and mostly just getting people to basically use their Game Pass uh, service on as many platforms as possible, which is, you know, sort of like shows with the how they're splitting their consoles. You know, it's unlike the PS5, which has basically the same console, but one doesn't have a disk drive and the other does. Both the S and the X are appealing to two very different types of uh, consumers. But both of those consoles offer this sort of Xbox All Access uh, bundle, like you mentioned, that will basically be two years of this Netflix-like gaming service. And it also includes online. So it's basically like an all-in-one sort of package that you can sort of get gaming as soon as you open your console, even if you're a recent convert to to Xbox and you don't have any like discs laying around that you can play Xbox games, Game Pass will pretty much just let you play or experience the console like as it should be right out of the box. So it's um, pretty smart, in my opinion, pushing this thing onto as many platforms as possible. Microsoft is also working on xCloud, which is their 
streaming uh, game streaming service that's uh, you know still needs some work but again it sort of loops into this greater picture of um, you know they want gamers to be playing their services on as many platforms as possible and not just like limiting them to like one console or pc or what have you yeah i think that's what it all comes down to listeners can head to inverse.com for danny's full review thanks a lot danny thanks tanya Head to Inverse.com to read the full reviews of the Xbox Series X and Series S. You can find links in the show notes for all stories we talked about today. If you agree that science and facts matter more than ever, give us a rating and review on iTunes to help more people find The Abstract and other podcasts like it. New episodes of The Abstract are released three times a week. Find old episodes and more original reporting on science, innovation, culture, and entertainment at Inverse.com. Got something to say? Email us at theabstract at inverse.com with any questions, suggestions, story ideas, and anything else on your mind. Look for The Abstract Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever podcast app you use. For Inverse, I'm Tanya Bustos. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.